You're listening to the Traffic and Funnel Show. So I'll be honest with you guys. The reason that I decided to do this behavioral optimization series like four years ago is because of my sales team. And we had a lot of talent coming in, really good people. And they would peak and they would do really, really, really good for four days. And then they would go into these big ruts. And I had to really start studying. To be honest, this is going to sound weird, but I'd start studying like evolution and a lot of psychology and trying to figure out what is it that makes people go crazy? Why, why is it difficult to sustain high performance for a long time? Anybody can be a high performer for, for 15 minutes. Anybody can go to the gym and they can get on the bike for 10 minutes or 12 minutes. But it takes a different type of character, different type of stature to be able to sustain high performance for a long time. To not just come in and have a good Monday, Tuesday, but to come in and have a good Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then do it 17 weeks in a row. So I started making this this shift to our training with our salespeople to not just get them to a 40% close rate, but get them, I would rather them be at 25% every single week than 30% one week and 4% the next week and up and down and up and down and up and down. And that's where this stuff started coming from. It's where the idea of anchors and triggers started coming from. It's where the whole like optimizing yourself for control came from. But something peculiar started happening. And I'll tell you what it is. Eventually, so we do these things in our offices called projections. And I'll talk about that today. Um, It's been a long time. Anybody on our team can attest to this. When we go through a week and we project, we're going to do 11 CKs this week. We're going to do, you know, $180,000 in revenue. It's been a long time since we've been way off of that mark. We've, we've built this idea of control at a molecular level into our entire team. But something started happening where people would come in and they would have a bad week. Maybe you've had a bad week. Maybe not. Maybe I'm the only one that's ever had a bad week. My sales guys, they're the only ones who've ever had a bad week. But they had a bad week and they would just lose it. They would take that into their identity and they would take one bad day and turn it into a bad week. And that would turn into a bad three weeks, turn into a bad four months. Ultimately, it started actually working against us. And so I had to develop all of these different trainings, chess, not checkers, inversion, goals versus targets, potential versus quota, disassociation from failure, all of these principles, these little bits, as Eli calls them, chunks, like I would call them, uh, that can go into your psychology like a vitamin and fix it. And so basically, that's a long way of me telling you that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about today is these different bits or these little uh, chunks or mind vitamins that can actually be used at will to correct whatever is going on inside of your psychology. But I want to start off at the very top not with the bit, not with the chunk, not with the vitamin, but actually reminding you what you have signed up for in your quest to be the best. I am rhyming on accident. I've had not one, but two coffees today. Your quest to be the best. Uh, one thing I've been sharpening with my team is uh, you do not get to the top of the mountain and yet enjoy all of the privileges of normal civilian life, okay? Imagine LeBron James after losing the NBA Finals. 
on the stands answering questions at the end of the game. And you hear these words come out of his mouth. Yeah, you know, I just really want to be able to prioritize having good, healthy friends and being able to take off and have good balance in my life. I don't like that it's all about basketball. He would be crucified. We understand it on a professional level, but sometimes we get confused that when you come into work and you come into an office or maybe you work at home and you're like, I want to be the best salesperson in the world. I want to be the best that ever played the game or I want to enjoy $30,000 a month in commissions. Peyton got paid almost 40 grand last month in commissions. The month before that, Cole beat him. It's like one of the greatest opportunities in the history of the world is sales and influence and learning to master the ability to communicate with other people. You do not get to a place of mastery without sacrifice. And my concern for most sales professionals, this is male, female, old, young, all of, all of them, is that a lot of times we choose that we're going to go after something, but we, we, we prioritize balance over mastery along the way. So you have to decide what you're willing to sacrifice. Before we even get into these bits, before we even get into this, you have to decide what you're willing to sacrifice to be the absolute greatest that ever was. You got to prioritize growth over almost everything else. I'm not saying you have to be a complete unhealthy basket case of a human What I'm saying is being the best will cost you. Are you willing to pay the price to be the best? Are you willing to pay the price to be the greatest? Are you willing to pay the price to get your income to your business? If you're a sales pro, you run a business inside of a company. Are you willing to pay the price to get to $300,000 a year, $500,000 a year, $700,000 a year? I fully believe that our top sales pros in the next five years will be able to net a million dollars a year in commission. Stop wanting that while at the same time wanting the balance that comes from being a Walmart employee. I'm just saying, it's not going to happen. It's deceiving yourself. So let's talk about chess versus checkers. This is the first bit. The first chunk is chess versus checkers. How much money do you need to make per week to hit your monthly targets? Here's the difference between chess versus checkers. Think about your time in terms of the following pieces. You've got pawns, you've got knights, you've got queens, and you've got kings. You've got your pawn, your knight, your queen, and your king. Your pawn equals weeks. Pawns equal weeks. Your knight equals the month. Your queen equals the quarter. And your king equals the year. One of my favorite football coaches of all time, his name is Nick Saban. I was born in Louisiana, and I was raised a Louisiana State University Tigers fan. And Nick Saban was the head coach of LSU Tigers for a while. He betrayed us and stabbed us in the back when he went to Alabama to coach Alabama, took over after Bear Bryant. He's one of the greatest football coaches who has ever lived. And he said, people fail because they focus on the championship. Hear what I'm saying, because this is probably the most impactful sales training that you'll ever receive. And it has nothing to do with what do I say when people want to think about it? This is the principle. People fail because they focus on the championship 
we focus on winning every play. And if we win every play, we win the quarter. If we win all of the quarters, we win the game. If we win all of the games, we win the championship. So here's, here's the bit for you. This is the chess, not checkers, is you have to begin to construct your weeks to hit your monthly goals. And you have to learn to construct your months to hit your quarterly goals. And you have to construct your quarters to hit your yearly goals. Here's what was happening with my guys. And we have some girls on our team who are like kicking ass. But here's what was happening is they would have a bad week and they would be like, I've lost. I have lost. And it would get into their psychology and it would begin to mess them up. But the realization that they have to have is that if you're playing chess, you are willing to sacrifice a pawn every now and again if it's going to take you to the to the knight. And you'll sacrifice a knight if it's going to take you to the queen. You see what I'm saying? Like the ups and downs in your business are not permanent. You have to learn to put the pieces of the puzzle together in such a way that you can hit your long-term goals. So what that means for somebody like Lexi or somebody like Cole or someone like Peyton is that when we get into a room together on Monday, we will talk about how's the week looking. And they may need to average out eight sales a week to hit their goals on an average level, but they're going to project five. Because accuracy is the greatest drug. Accuracy is the greatest drug that brings control. And so they'll be accurate with themselves and with the room on their projections because they know that they don't have to do eight every single week. They can do five this week. They can do nine next week. They can do six the week after that. And they can do five the week after that. That's going to bring the same goal as eight per week, I think. I didn't check my math, but you guys see what I'm saying. Yo, what's up, crew? Taylor Welch here. And if you're a fan of the show and you want to get a little bit deeper in your commitment to your business and your growth and your revenue. Head over to trafficandfunnels.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you're going to get a free gift from us just to help you grow your business. And it's our way of saying thank you for joining the family. Our exclusive offers and deals usually show up to this subscriber community as well. So you'll get first dibs access on anything new, anything exciting. And most of the time, that means profitability for you. Visit trafficandfunnels.com slash subscribe. I'll see you on the inside, my friends. All right, here's bit number two, projections. If I were you, I would write this down on whatever you're taking notes with, put a huge underline under it, projections. Projections run the economy of our sales team. This is how we're so accurate is projections. Um, When a new person comes in and joins our team, we have somebody starting uh, next week. We hire probably two people a week um, from specialists to advisors and different, different things like that. And inevitably most of them don't make it but the people who want to win they do make it and when they come in this is the hardest thing for them to learn is projections this is the second bit projections somebody came in on the team they were brand new and they projected i think they projected eight it was their first week they didn't have a pipeline they hadn't been trained by me they hadn't been trained by our team and i said what are you doing why are you projecting eight there's no way you can hit eight this week and he was like well I'm trying to figure out the whole balance between like being accurate and then setting big goals, setting big goals. He's like, you know, the whole Grant Cardone style is 10 X everything. If you 10 X everything and you still lose, you're doing better than you were if you don't 10 X it. But my response to that is if you 10 X and you don't hit it, you're still a loser. You're still missing the mark. And so I, told this guy i was like do you know what's more powerful than setting big goals is setting a goal and hitting that goal because salesmanship true prowess as a sales professional is all about controlling 
your results, controlling your results. What about this? What about if you go into a business's P&L and that business wants to be profitable? And so instead of recording a loss for the month, they record $100,000 in surplus. What do you think about that? How would that serve the business? Don't talk to me about motivation right now. We're not talking about motivation. We're talking about how do you actually succeed as a closer, as a sales professional. And I want to suggest to you that the greatest tool you can put in your arsenal as a professional salesperson is the ability to accurately say, here's what I'm going to bring in in revenue and then actually bring that revenue in. So a wildly different strategy than setting goals for motivation. Don't, don't begin to set goals for motivation. Set goals so you know where you're going to land in your life. So anyways, we treat projections here at the Traffic and Funnels office as the weather. We do the same exact thing. We look at our weeks and we say, look, I have four that are set to come in and my apps don't look that great, but I think I could get two out of the other 20 applications that I have. And so I'm going to project six. Even though my goal is 10, I'm going to project six. Because I know that the company as a whole, as a business, I am making plans based on the weather, based on what it is. It doesn't make any sense. And this also protects you from the discouragement that comes from not hitting a goal. Let's just talk about that for a minute since we're talking about the 10x rule. I'm all for setting big goals. I'm all for it. But can you admit that there's a disappointment that comes in when you set a big goal and you don't hit it? Well, let me, let me use the same philosophy. How many of you have looked at the weather app or the weather channel and it said 90 degrees, but when you get outside, it's actually 86 degrees and then been pissed and resolved that you're never going to look at the weather channel again and all hell breaks loose and you feel like a failure as a person. It doesn't make any sense. It's the exact same thing in your business. It's the exact same thing in your sales There's going to come a time when you project eight and you only hit six or you project five and you only hit three. That is not an indication that you fail as a person. It's more than likely an indication that you misread the data somewhere or you misread the work that it was going to take to pull it off. Here's the point of projections. Here's the point of doing this. Every time you sit down and you look at your month, and let me just tie this up for you. Every time you sit down and you look at your month and you're like, I want to make $30,000, I want to make $20,000. When you get through the into week to week to week to week and your pawns and you're dealing with projections, projections do two things for you. Only two things. Number one, projections can modify behavior. They can modify behavior. Write it down. We're talking about behavioral modification. Let me give you an example. Our client success director a while back, we were talking about upgrades. We were talking about sales numbers. And we were halfway through the month or maybe a little bit before, maybe 12 days through the month. And he said, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hit my projections this month because I don't have enough uh, opportunity lined up. And I said, well, that is not an excuse for not hitting your projections. And he's like, what do you mean? It's like, well, let me tell you exactly what I mean. Thanks for asking. Uh, you need to change your behavior and you need to warp reality up to the level that you expect it to be. It's just like a thermostat in a home. Right now, we're in the middle of summer in Nashville. It is hot every single day. You go into the house. That thermostat reads the the temperature, and the air on the inside gets to 74 degrees. What does it do? Kicks in modification. The AC kicks in. It brings the level of the house down to 72. 
We are the exact same way as human beings. We are pattern recognition devices. We understand how to use behavioral modification to hit our goals. The problem is most of you are not actually accurately monitoring your progress. You're just spouting off 10x nonsense. And so you can't actually introduce the behavioral modification needed. So anyways, with with this guy, he's in the middle of the month. He's not at the level he wants to be. And so he kicked it into high gear and he, he modified his behavior. He went out, set up new opportunity. At the end of the month, he hit his goals. Behavioral modification. That's number one. The first point of projections is to modify your behavior. Here's the second thing that a projection can do for you. Number one, it can modify behavior. I'm going to warp reality up to what I want it to be. But the second thing is it can reset expectations. It can modify behavior or it can reset expectations. Reset expectations. Uh, This just happened last month, actually, the month of June. One of our uh, advisors at Traffic and Funnels, he went two weeks, not not the greatest weeks, but he kind of kept going. Three weeks, not that much better. And at the end of the third week, he said, you know what? I'm going to lower my projections for the month because I don't see how it's possible right now for me to hit the projections that I set. This is a beautiful example of Cole being mature and resetting expectations because there's not a lot worse than just grinding through, hanging on to those. You're hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. And at the end of the, the month, you still don't even hit it. It's the same with the weather. I keep going back to the weather thing. It's like, If you have a lake day plan, but it's a tornado warning, you should reset expectations for that day. Like you should go ahead and reset that so that you're not disappointed in your whole life and everyone else is let let off. And you got to be the type of of closer, the type of salesperson, the type of business owner who is willing to modify behavior up to a certain point. But at the end of the day, if you need to reset expectations, you reset expectations. Thanks for listening. For more from Chris and Taylor, visit trafficandfunnels.com and get a free gift just for being a subscriber. That's trafficandfunnels.com.